This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. A lovely, well, I mean, probably by the time you're hearing this, it's not going to be Friday, but it is a very nice Friday as, uh, you know, the takes are kind of swarming over us after uh, we have that first preseason game. And I get it. You know, everybody wants to chomp at the bit. Everybody wants to be right. Everybody's trying to defend this guy or that guy or whatever. And and listen, the thing I don't like the most, and I'm just jumping on here real quick because, you know, there's some new news that uh, thankfully that Nate Sudfeld is only going to have the injury for six weeks and that is a very positive sign for the eagles and yeah i guess you can turn down the meter of they need to find a quarterback they need to find a quarterback um and i'm going to talk to teron davenport in just a little bit because one i miss him dearly and of course he was there covering the game uh, with all of us last night so it was really good to catch up with him and he disagrees with me he thinks uh, cody kessler is the guy plus we get into a lot of nfl topics uh, just overall so nice little bonus episode for us here on a on a friday and into the weekend just a reminder by the way we'll be on wip tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m 888-729-9494 we love when you guys call in and just you know uh, join us in in our you know, somewhat of a silly and fun and serious takes all together. Uh, hope you can join us for that. But here's the thing: uh, I'm not, I'm not ready just to go. Okay, Cody can just handle the job, and because there isn't a quarterback that was here during OTA, and there wasn't a quarterback that's here for the first week of training camp, that suddenly Cody Kessler doesn't need any more competition outside of Clayton Thorson, who last night. I mean, come on! You know, it was it was comical at some points, and that's something that we talked about on uh, on ninety six there as well. So make sure to get all the full takes. It was a long quarterback discussion, so maybe it's not as relevant as it is now. But the the fact to me, it still remains the same here. You know, this is this is not a Cody Kessler who loves to throw the ball down the field. Uh, probably to a fault is too careful with the football. You know, and that's the that's my biggest issue. It's not about, 
oh, you think Carson Wentz is going to go down and there's going to be this huge disastrous thing over and over again. And like, you just think that Carson Wentz is going to get hurt. I, I'm I'm actually like been n- never been so confident just by the odds that Carson Wentz will not have a season ending injury. And I'm knocking on all the wood right here in the studio. But I I just don't feel comfortable handing it over to a guy with a two and ten record in the league. Yes, eight of those losses came with the Browns. The other two wins came with Jacksonville, who again has had a, a pretty talented roster and it was a disaster for them last year. And just the difference in Sudfeld to Kessler is different and worse. I don't think people are recognizing that or giving it the thumbs up that it is. Cody Kessler was signed to maybe not even make this team as QB3 to fight with a Northwestern fifth-round pick who's clearly not as good uh, and hasn't looked that sharp in OTA or training camp. There's been moments, obviously for both of those guys, there's been moments, but that's not why he was signed here. So I don't want that to go unnoticed. There has to be another body to at least compete with them to make it feel like there is a threat that he could lose his job uh, and it is not for long and whatever. And it's funny to me that an organization and fans of that organization for the last 18 seasons, and you can go look this up because I did this morning, in the last 18 seasons, since 2000 that is, there has been 14 times, 14 times throughout those seasons, that there had to be a backup to go and start. From Donovan to the back and forth between, you know, Vic and Foles to Bradford. Like, we all know the story. Now, that that could be just because of quality of quarterbacks after McNabb left, which is, you know, why we took so long to get to Carson Wentz. But this team has not only had to do that, but has invested time and time and again, money, draft picks, whatever it is, into the quarterback position. So this is just about a couple of games for me. I'm not even thinking about overall, like, oh my God, the disastrous area of Carson Wentz going down. I'm thinking about, they've always done this. They've over, I don't know if it's possible to do, but they've over, about, or what's the word I'm looking for? They've uh, uh, overextended or used their resources. Uh, here, there it is. I got it now. Sorry, guys. They've used a ton of resources to make sure that the quarterback position is solidified. And whether we think Chase Daniel was good or not, and I'm pretty sure we'll all agree that he was bad, uh, Sam Bradford, Carson Wentz, they all wanted to be here because they wanted to wait and see until the the most valuable thing ever came from the Minnesota Vikings and you moved on from them. It's still important. It is still important to go into this season with somebody other than Cody Kessler or at least a body to push them because there is nobody that is going to push Cody Kessler right now and I don't know why people think that he's a good quarterback because he is not you know and and uh (laughs) you know there's all this like well maybe he can turn it around here and to an extent this is where I I might even argue against myself right now is because it is Doug Peterson and every quarterback kind of goes through uh, that change, and we saw it with Nick Foles and a lot of others so far with him and Andy, I'm including in the both, where you can kind of shape guys because you're, re- you're one of the best offensive minds in football. We've seen that a lot. But uh, we also, and if I think you're kidding yourself that the moment that Nick Foles showed up here, that he was going to be 
a spectacular product. There was still, okay, great. Uh, let's just make sure that Carson Wentz stays upright because we don't want Nick Foles as a starter. At least that's what I remember. And we might be rewriting history or I might be rewriting my own and thinking that, but we didn't ever assume and it's now blinding because he won a Super Bowl. We did not think that Nick Foles was going to be the best quarterback uh, in the league, backup quarterback in the league. So, I, I and, and unless I'm completely misjudging Cody's talent here, there are important games to be won in the beginning of the season that could affect the tail end. As so you've got, you know, uh, the, the Bears and the Seattle and the the Patriots all towards the end there that's tough and to give away a game or two or possibly give uh, away a game or two seems pretty silly like we're all just okay and Wentz will be fine and <laughs> and that's it I even as me and you guys know this I I don't care about injuries but it's just because it because it, it I think it, it makes us evaluate talent completely different but it doesn't mean that they don't happen and you have to prepare for all those things and I'm going to keep saying it until somebody buys into it. Nate Sudfeld is a much better quarterback than Cody Kessler and probably will be for the rest of his career. And I wouldn't have thought that if you had told me that um, three or four years ago when Cody got drafted and the same with the Nate Sudfeld. Like, it's they're just different. They put, Nate at least pushes the ball down the field. You saw that. We've seen that many times. He's looking for the play. He uses his legs and... Kessler is just so much more conservative for this offense in general that that's why names like, you know, your Bradford's come up and, you know, the Kaepernick thing comes up and uh, McCown and all that stuff that we explained yesterday. This isn't just about the, a long stretch here. It's about Cody Kessler is not that good of a quarterback and he's your only option right now to actually step in and play an NFL game if something happens to Carson. That's not good insurance, it's not a good policy, and it is not what the Philadelphia Eagles have invested in time and time again in the backup role. And many teams do this. Many, many teams do this in the NFL. If you told me that Cody Kessler was going to be the backup to Kyler Murray, I'd say you need to upgrade your backup quarterback position. That's, that's it, plain and simple. The guys that we mentioned on the podcast beforehand are much better quarterbacks than Cody Kessler. So... It is to me. It is not about the the doomsday scenario because everybody's pretty much right on this. There is if if Wentz goes down, this team is not going to be as good. And even then, even me saying that, how can we even say that? Like that that to me is not giving enough credit to Doug Peterson and what he's shown because we didn't believe it the first time it happened. You know, and as much as I want success for Carson, and I don't think I can last another freaking you know cycle if if the Philadelphia Eagles have success with and without Carson at the same time again like I don't want to go through that you don't want to go through that but uh, at the end of the day it's what they've done since forever I just find it very odd that they're just going to tap and say even though it's for three weeks I understand of the of the regular season that still means that Nate Sudfeld does not have reps for six weeks he falls out of game shape it's going to take some time to kind of get back there uh, and maybe he's not active for a game for, you know, week four or five as it goes on. So it's not just, oh, he'll be back by week three and everything will be okay. Cody will be here. Wentz won't get hurt. Get over it. No. No, I'm not, I'm not going to get over it. Like, it's, it's, it's a, uh, a complete divert from what the Eagles have done in the past. And maybe because they believe so much in Wentz that they don't need to do it. But 
listen, I, I am, I'm not going to be convinced of it. So uh, we'll wait and see. And you can all mock me if I'm wrong. And I'm happy to do that. And, uh, you know, we'll just, what, what else is new? But that's, that's, my, that's my concern going into to the season with just Cody Kessler and nobody behind that not carrying a third quarterback that's in there. So uh, without further ado, uh, this, is, this is something I think I'd like to try during the season as well with just whoever, whether it's a, an opposing beat writer or somebody that you guys like. Uh, I love Teron Davenport. He's one of my favorite guys of all time. Uh, not only does he dress sharp, but he's got a really, really sharp mind when it comes to football, and we kind of got into everything. We got into what he misses with the Eagles, uh, the difference in you know, fandom and the beat, and kind of how I see the Tennessee Titans as the alternate universe of of what could have been the Philadelphia Eagles and Vrabel's kind of like Doug Peterson and all these little fun things. Plus, stay stay tuned for the conversation that we have on what we think is going to happen with LaFleur and, uh, and the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers because I think that's pretty interesting as well. So here is Walking and Talking with TD live from the link last night, and we will see you tomorrow, Saturday, on the WIP show. All right, everybody. I'm surprising them right now. We're actually uh – you're usually talking with Didi, but now we're walking, walking and talking. And talking. <laughs> walking like I talk. Teron Davenport, what's happening, man? How are you? Oh, man, I'm good, man. It's so happy to – I'm so happy to be here in the link, man. Catch my homies Old like memories. you, Mike K. And You're standing right in group. front of us. Yes, sir. Now, okay, <laughs> now uh, who's got the better press box, first of all? Oh, well, that's not even a discussion. Eagles, man. The food, you know. Oh, the food's always man. And, uh, surprised that Tennessee doesn't have, like, I mean, it's not like. You always get smoked chop. hot chicken, and it's not cooked all the way, so, you know. That's yeah, not the greatest. I came here and got chubby raw for the night. Wait, they, raw chicken? They it's just like, I don't like smoked food, so oh. it's just like, you know, that's how I look at it. It's not cooked all the way. <laughs> but the view, though, the Titans' view is definitely yeah, better. better. It's, yeah. it's a lot like uh, Baltimore, uh, Carolina. Just where you're right there, like just above the um, the first uh, concourse. So uh, I know you're, you're probably focused on the Titans tonight, but I mean, I don't know. There wasn't, couldn't seem to find anything that was spectacular for the Eagles tonight. And Nate Sudfeld doesn't make that, you know, much you know, better. But you know who was impressive to me, Deshaun Hall, and I remember him from A and M. I think he was at the Senior Bowl, if I remember correctly. Thanks, Mike K. Say hi, Mike K. Hi, Mike K. There you go. That's perfect. Have a good night. Yeah, it's a rough night for Mike K. What, what is it about uh, Deshaun that sticks out to you right now? Man, it was just he was always in the backfield. And even, I, I don't know if he had a sack tonight, but I saw he had plenty of pressure. But a couple times he crashed down the line and he made a tackle on a running play going the opposite way. It was kind of like that stuff that, that B, 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 uh, BG used oh, to yeah. do, man. You know. <laughs> And, and and BG, if you're listening, you got that money you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we got uh, we got a little story to tell about no, that. He, he doesn't owe me any money. It's no. just he all he would always in the locker room. He would just say that to me randomly, <laughs> and the first time he said it, I was stuck. Like what? <laughs> so as you know, that's a joke. All right, you know. all right. Uh, I uh, you know we just got done talking about it, and you know Elliot was too cool because he had to get home. It was dog or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. What uh, if you're the Eagles right now? Are you calling anybody that has any kind of experience, or are you writing it out? What are you What are you doing with the quarterback position? No, I, I think Cody Kessler actually is a very capable backup. He 
played decently when he was in Cleveland his rookie year. I always liked Kessler from his, uh, you know, USC days. You know, he has a relationship with Nelson Aguilar. You know, uh, they were actually roommates in, in college. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah so, uh, it's a lot of USC that's yeah, ended up yeah, in the building right now. They yeah. just signed, the Eagles just signed a corner from yeah. USC, too, I think. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would just go with Kessler as the backup because, I mean, look, you're canceling Christmas either way if, if, Wentz is, if Wentz goes down. So, you know, Eagles fans, you got to pray that Carson is able to do something he hasn't done in a little bit, and that's played through a full season. Uh, I think from what we saw with them not playing him, I think they're really going to manage that because yeah. they know that to, to put another Super Bowl up here, he has to be on the field. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, we didn't, we didn't think that way. We thought... You know, there's at least a, a Luis Perez signing that's on the way. There's a, you know, maybe just I don't know, kick the tires, see what Sam Bradford's doing, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't think uh, he's capable. I just, you know, he hasn't. It hasn't been a great camp for him overall. It's been a lot of, I've been a lot of pull it, pull, pulling the ball down in drills where you're not supposed to pull the ball down and you know stuff like that. But whatever. Well, I know he likes to throw the ball to the road runner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, D-Jack yeah, is yeah. back. It, it was cool seeing him, too. Yeah. And the fans, man, It's that's probably one of the most beloved athletes to ever be in this city, man. Yeah. So it's clear they love him. Now, uh, what's the differences between Titans and Philly beat that you can – that has like, stuck out to you now that you have gotten like uh, – well, you're – geez, it's been a year now, hasn't yeah, it? A full yeah, year? Yeah, it's a full year. So what's uh, – What's it like in like what are the what are Titans fans like? I don't even really know. Titans fans actually, you know, I gotta get them props. They're they're very passionate, and it's really interesting. Like the whole Marcus Mariota thing, you have some that you know probably have a doll with number eight on it, and they stab it every night. But then you have others that like put it on the on the back of their yeah, bed and yeah. sleep with it. You, yeah. you know, because they they love him so much. So I like just the way. Like, you have polar opposites, you know what I mean? Whereas here, like, everybody was like, Wentz was that dude, you yeah, know. that's it. Until Foles came, it was yeah, kind of yeah. up and down. Actually. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I like that. And just, you know, these people stuck with it. It's like the Eagles fans to a degree. But Eagles fans, it was years and years and years that they never won a chip. Yeah. But they stuck with their team. The Titans stick with their team, but... I mean, I'll be honest, I've never seen anybody support a team the way the Eagles fans yeah, do. Yeah, well, that's just, that's a whole different level. And, you know, the Titans have some catching up to do with history yeah. and things like yeah. that. And we, you know, we all understand that. I, like, is there a, what's the vibe like for them? Because, not to, I mean, Mariotis, this is this is it. You yeah. know, like, this is yeah. this is kind of do or die. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, the vibe, like, for the fans or for the team themselves? Uh, for you, but both, you know. Yeah, the fans, like I said, it's up and down. with right. Like, some love him, some hate him. They know that there's more that he could do. Mariota knows that, too. Um, I will say Mariota's dress game is on point, though. Oh, you know what I mean? He throws, he throws the Jordans. <laughs> I asked him today, like, yo, what, no Jays? So he just kind of dressed it down. But I, I think as a franchise, the especially the players, they love Marcus, yeah. I, I mean, love him. Yeah, they call you know, Adore Jackson calls him the chill Hawaiian. Yeah. Uh, they call him Ocho. Um, he's just a guy that just—he's not someone that'll get on the table and say, "Look at me," and and, and say, "Look, you know, we're going to go out there and put the women and children to bed and hunt for." He's not that guy. He's not Joe Kane. <laughs> no, he's not Joe Kane. <laughs> but he is the one that you'll see. On the outside run, you know, he's the one you'll see him throwing himself at, at a linebacker and taking him out. 
You'll see him like he did against the Jaguars a couple years ago, stiff arming a safety to the to the ground and talking to him. And the players, they respond to that, man. And they, yeah. they, they get behind him. You know, they really like him. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter. He has to go out, see it, believe it, and let it rip. And he hasn't been doing that. But in camp, he started doing it. And when he does, there's different games where he – I mean, you guys saw the, the Eagles game, you oh, know, yeah. not to rip open a, a wound, but – you know, he was on point. That's the Marcus Mariota that everybody wants to see, but he just hasn't delivered it consistently. Yeah, and like, the, you know, with Humphreys being there now, and like that's uh, looked like at least early that was a nice outlet. I don't know if that's yeah. kind of transferred over from training camp it or has. whatever, but it's. It has. Yeah, and these two, the, the way I always look at these two franchises is it is. They're very similar in terms of like where they started, how they tried mm-hmm, to build things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Titans have been through some coaching changes. I love Vrabel. I like the things yeah. that he brings to it. Um, I wonder if is Matt Lafleur a is it good that he's gone? That's, it seems like that's it. the situation. Yeah, Matt Lafleur was cool to us. He was awesome to yeah. us. But the problem a lot of times with him was he would allow the flow of the game to dictate what he did as yeah. a play caller. And I I get it. You want to feel it out and and no one to to do what you got to do but at the same time you want to make the defense adjust to what you're doing not always have to adjust to the deep that's why I think Arthur Smith uh, there was actually and you know uh, Lincoln Financial Field you guys need to get stuff together 30 (laughs) minutes before kickoff the the headsets weren't working for Arthur Smith first time calling plays in the NFL okay and here he had to go from the booth jitters. to the sideline because they weren't working. But I talked to him before the the, the game, and he was relaxed and, and just ready to go. He's an alpha. Arthur Smith is an alpha. And I, I think when you have a guy like that that's going to do what he wants to do, what yeah. his game plan sets out to do, I'm not saying being stubborn, but I'm talking about being aggressive, being an alpha, and just making things happen the way you want it to. And that's what he does. So what do you think is going to happen with LaFleur and Rodgers, though? Because you just, I mean, you just got through describing saying game flow and how in, the, in a feel thing, and that doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers to me. First thing Arthur Smith told Mariota was he wants him to play free. Go back and look at the Ravens game. Uh, there were a few games where like, it was Blitzkrieg, and they made zero adjustments. Yeah. Marcus didn't make adjustments. You didn't right. see him taking the running back and putting him from the left side to the right side. That was because he wasn't able to do that. Uh-huh. Wow. That's where if you look at if you look at uh, in Green Bay, they're already having the issues where Aaron Rodgers yeah. wants to go off schedule. He wants to freelance. He wants to be able to make checks and do those type of things. Remember, Matt LaFleur comes from Sean McVay. Yeah. We know that up until 15 seconds is on the clock, he's in Jared Goff's ear telling him this, that, and the third. Now, they say that that's not the case, but that is the case. That is clearly the case. It's the same thing how LaFleur was, and I'm not sure that LaFleur's mouth and Aaron Rodgers' ear is going to be a a, a good mix. It's, uh, you know, and people want to downplay that, but I keep... You know, yeah. uh, and I know Florio can go over the top. He even said, you know, Tannehill's, yeah, you know, I, no. <laughs> Mariota's looking over his shoulder. Yeah, but no I think way. he's been pretty dead on about that. And I, you know, uh, I, I wait for the next Aaron Rodgers blow up and yeah. we'll just kind of see and what I, happens. You know, I really like LaFleur. Like, LaFleur is a cool dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he'll kick it with you. You talk to him. But it's just, I was honestly surprised he got the head coach's job yeah. because, like, for me, you know, you look at, you look at Doug, right? 
he has that all shucks personality, but when Peterson wants to exhibit his authority, we've seen it. Oh, yeah. Even with us as media. Yeah, you yeah, know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Remember, he yeah, oh, yeah. said he's not talking about right. Carson's injury or whoever's yep. that. And it wasn't like that in 2016, by the way, but what? It's he right. Got he grew it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Vrabel came right in from the jump yeah. and let that building, you know, outside of John Robinson, that building at St. Thomas Sports Park. Ray was the boss of that yeah. building. You well, that's I mean? that's where I see like the, they're different people, but there are very similar things between Doug and Vrabel. Yeah. And I think that's why I like both and of those I've guys. I've said that. I've yeah. said that, and and I think it, like uh, uh, Peterson, Vrabel has done a good job, an excellent job of, and it's it's smart management, yeah. right? Where you have to be able to step back and allow the people who are excellent to do what they do. Jim Schwartz, Mike Grow, Frank Reich when he was here, yep. encouraging. Remember how Peterson. He would encourage Press Taylor and the guy, hey, listen, I need you to go out and get me some plays, bring him back. Right. We're going to put him in the book and see what it does. Yep. You know what I mean? And and Vrabel, he's not that extensive offensively, but he's willing to just step back and say, all right, Dean Pease, you've had a top defense for pretty much all your career. Go ahead. Do your thing. Yeah. While you're doing that, I'm going to go over to the O-line and and and, and – Grab, grab it up with, with Roger Saffold and Taylor Lewan, and then I'm going to go to the linebackers, and I'm going to go to the receiver. That's the thing. He's hands-on like the coaches here. Yeah. Were, and that whole staff. I have something posted on, on their linebacker coach, Ty McKenzie. He's a play for the Patriots and, and Bucks, as well as uh, another team. I forget who. Um, but he is literally in the drills, actually tackling guys and showing them the form and then telling them to tackle him. But there's one thing, he's not in, in, in helmet and right. shoulder pads. They are, but right. he's still out there with them. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, like a coaching staff that is invested that way and brings that energy, the players feed off of that. And that's how all of the coaches are. Arthur Smith, Kerry Coombs, the, the DB coach. I mean, he mossed one of the corners yeah, yeah, in the yeah, drill. Right. And he, you know, he's holding the ball, waving it. And that's just, that's something, it's like, that energizes me. And I'm just standing on the sideline watching. Yeah. I can only imagine how it does for the players. Well, and it's interesting, too, because I remember last season going into it, I said, listen, Titans are going to be a playoff team. Mm -hmm. Because of the way that they were so open to using the same type of analytics that yeah, the Eagles were. Thing. And you go yep. there, and now you're putting the floor together and going like, man, you know, all these smart-minded offensive coaches, I'm putting that in quotes because we don't really know. I mean, sure, the scheme is, is good and all, and these – McVeigh's breathed on him, so that mm -hmm. <laughs> all counts. Mm -hmm. But for Vrabel to be that kind of open to it and letting that dictate along with his offense and doing all that, still think that's a possibility, especially if Mariota stays healthy. So, um, come back to Philadelphia. We miss you. Yeah, man, I miss you and everybody <laughs> listening, man. It's like I couldn't stop smiling, man. Yeah, yeah. I took look. I took the Broad Street line oh, here. Good, yeah. I got. I was Energy Stadium. I'm like, yo, I'm not in or Energy Station. I'm, oh, like, I'm not yeah, in yeah. Houston, man. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. I'm used to AT and T. Oh, yeah. They switched yeah. it while you were gone. Sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, so I, man, I got out of there and I just looked and saw, and I was just like, yo, this is. It's like that song. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, I'm going that's home. that's what I thought, man. So it's I love being here. All right, know, well, they're turning everybody. out the uh, lights on us, so the party's over. You gotta get uh, to the airport, and I that's gotta get right. home. So all right, appreciate man. you, Good TD. You, for sure. <laughs> there he is. I, I mean, I really do have a genuine man crush on Teron Davenport, from the style to the football noggin. It's always nice when he can go back to the upper room. 
That was one of my favorite shows that we ever did. So uh, thank you to Tehran. And once again, tomorrow we're on Sports Radio 94 WIP from 1 to 3, 888-729-9494. Should pretty much just have that programmed in your phone at this point. And want to remind you that we are just less than a week away now, less than a week away from Jacksonville versus your Philadelphia Eagles. Probably won't see Foles, probably won't see Wentz, even though... Kind of still want to see it, even if it's just for one drive, just to get to see all the crazy takes that happen to come in. But the most important part is we're going to be at the Sunset Lounge in Philadelphia. It's uh, one of the nice kickoff preseason parties that we're going to have, and there's going to be two more in August. We'll let you know about that next week. Uh, but come on down. It's a rooftop bar, and more importantly, no matter what, the uh, key number one is, A, I'm going to buy a beer if you show up. That's, that's a given. Two... You can win Eagles tickets, regular season Eagles tickets to a game uh, simply just by showing up, hanging out with the pep band swoop, the Eagles cheerleaders. I'm not sure if there's going to be any guests there or not. I I doubt it. Maybe some of the Eagles alumni, but uh, the Eagles radio network will be there. We're the pre-pregame show that night. We start at five o'clock and we just really want to say hi to everybody that is in the bird gang. So come on down. And once again, Eagles tickets, beer. Maybe we'll even split some apps, do some push-ups. Who knows? It's going to be a fun time. Uh, Elliot won't be there because he'll be down in Jacksonville, but me and James will certainly be there. Everything starts at 5 o'clock, and we look forward to seeing every single one of you. Thanks again to Teron Davenport. Uh, I am John Barchard, and want to thank you guys, as always, for listening to the Go Birds podcast right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP and Radio.com. We'll see you guys. Go Birds! Go Birds!